to the Human Behavior Show. Another episode. Interesting one. I'm going to be joined by Ariana, one of the co-hosts on Human Behavior Club. And we're going to be talking through the future of social audio. So this podcast is available podcast as well as Spotify. So really looking forward to kind of doing this and just talking things through. We've been doing these pretty chill getting a lot of the leaders of my club on and just kind of talking things through. So if you don't free to raise your hand, um, ask, call in or ask a question in the chat, we're happy to answer. Hey, Ariana, welcome to the Human Behavior Show. I'm just going to do a super chill podcast with you, seeing as though you've been on Clubhouse a long time. You know, you host great rooms and you're a really good moderator as well. So I kind of want to ask about how you do that and then kind of talk about where you think social audio is going. So, Ariana, why don't you introduce yourself? Let's hear about you and your background, and then we'll kind of kick off. Hey, Sohev. Wow, thank you so much for having me. This is my first time using this app, so I'm still navigating it a bit, um, but it's very, very cool. Um, So, yeah, my name's Ariana. I'm a luxury residential interior designer located in Los Angeles, California. And it's quite interesting because I never really thought I would find myself in the realm of social audio. But um, ever since I was introduced to Clubhouse through one of my cousins, I kind of got really interested in all the different topics occurring. And, and you know, actually, I found um, interest in topics I had never even really uh, thought were interesting before. But, you know, the the level of different conversations that are happening and um, you know, the amount of learning potential that, you know, I've, I've encountered and, and the amazing people, not to mention the networking you're able to do. It's very, very captivating. Um, so yeah, and I'm, I'm so happy to be a part of your club, second biggest club on Clubhouse. So congratulations <laughs> to you and everything you've done with it. It's pretty fascinating. Um, so I'm just happy to be a part of it and help in any way I can. Oh, thanks, Ariana. I mean, it's brilliant having you. I mean, when I bumped into you, I was like, damn, should have had my club. Because Ariana is like a super nice, super friendly. And um, you have a really good voice as well, which really helps. Sahar has a good voice. <laughs> a lot of the co-hosts, I've been lucky, have nice voices. And, and yeah, it's pretty interesting. So you do a lot of design stuff. in uh, Definitely one of the places in LA. So definitely jealous there, Ariana. They're in a nice part of the world where it's sunny and not raining. But that, maybe that's why you're happy all the time. Because on audio, you always sound happy. Maybe I've not run into the rooms where you, I where you get angry. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah, you know, it's interesting you mentioned, like, voice. Because um, I never really uh, thought about how profound the sound of a person's voice can be until this, until social audio particularly on Clubhouse, like, um, because since that's all really we have to go off of, aside from, you know, a profile picture, like, you really start paying attention to the details and the nuances in a person's voice. You're able to distinguish if somebody is being authentic, if they're happy, if they're sad, if they're, you know, so you start to be able to pick up on all those things. And and even the sound itself is, is you know, can be... Uh, like really, uh, <laughs> I don't know how to explain it, captivating in some ways. Yeah. Yeah. No, for sure. I mean, you get a vibe of someone who's all right. I think that's what social audio lets you do. And yeah, I want to kind of know. So you said 
your cousin got you onto Clubhouse. What was your first experience? What was your tell tell us what your first room or do you remember what room you stumbled upon first and, and what did you think? Did you find it weird? Did you find it overwhelming? Did you find it super interesting? Did you get addicted straight away? Talk us through that initial kind of interaction with uh, yeah. social media. Yeah, for sure. Actually, you follow my cousin. Her name is Pashana. So that was Oh, nice. nice. Uh, yes, I do indeed. Yes, so that's my cousin. Um she I think she wanted to nominate me just so she could be on my page forever. Um <laughs> <That's> sweet. <laughs> but um yeah, so the first room I went in was with her and she like opened a room and moderated me and I didn't really know what that meant, what I what I was doing exactly. Um it was very interesting to kind of be around strangers talking, but um during that time actually when I first got on the app though, I was like going through a breakup. And so I was really drawn to like the relationship rooms that were talking about, um, you know, just all things relationship. I found like a lot of comfort in that. So I would just mainly be listening. And for some reason, it's not really like a podcast where they can't see that you're <laughs> in the room. Like they saw me, so I would get invited up a lot. And I just wouldn't go up because, you know, I was a little bit shy and I didn't really have anything to say. So for the first couple months, I was like on listening mode. And then as I got familiar with some of the speakers, like you, you start to feel like you know them once you hear them so many times. And um, I started really developing this like liking for some of the characters, some of the individuals that I would hear speak constantly. And it's kind of interesting because if you think about your dedicated listeners, it's like you don't really know them, but they know you. And so um, I was kind of on the other end of that back then. I, I felt like I had knew these people. I would go into rooms that they were in, listening to them, and um, eventually started getting brought up on stage. And then I don't know why I got moderated, but they would just moderate me. And then now, once you get the moderation bean, it's like a whole separate thing. Because I'm like, what am I supposed to do? Like, <laughs> I felt such a, a responsibility. <laughs> and so that's when I started learning about moderation and kind of, you know, went on from there. So, Ariana, I mean, the relationship rooms, they were super popular on Clubhouse. And, and Hanan and I ran quite a few with Nohid and Sahar and the rest of the gang. Because for those who don't know, I have my... Startup Amelie, where we do relationships, we do relationship wellness content, as well as help match people. So I got super deep into relationships on Clubhouse, Dr. Salia Fridi. We had some amazing guests, actually. And yeah, the relationship rooms, I'm telling you. There were times where I did my Human Behavior Club, obviously being so big, and thanks for shouting it, Ariana, shouting it out, and then always supporting it. So brilliantly, Ariana is someone who will always share my room. She'll come in. She'll pop on stage, like, Ariana always has my bag. If one person has my bag, definitely Sahar and Ariana. Yeah. are the two people that I know have my bag. They'll like go out of their way. I mean, even now I was like, Ariana, let's do this podcast. And, you know, she didn't think twice and Sahar was the same. So I know I really appreciate the both of you. Um, and <laughs> with that, the relationship rooms was funny because the Human Behavior Club was massive. Our Amelie Club was a lot smaller and Middle East Startup Club was very, was, was a bit bigger, but not as big as Human Behavior Club, right? And it's funny because if I did like a, a normally academic topic on human behavior, it, it would get, you know, 150, 200 people uh, in the room at one time. Uh, and sometimes a much smaller club, which kind of confused me, was if Amelie did a relationship room, we'd blow up to about 100 because relationships yeah. are so interesting, right? And if I did relationships on human behavior, we'd get five, 600. Even now, 
Sahar and I did a relationship room the other day and it just blew up. I mean, people love social audio for relationships. I mean, I think you got on, you were right. They, they're captivating rooms, right? Yes. I mean, now I'm definitely cooled off from them. I think it's kind of, I mean, there's only so much um, you can kind of gather. Like after a while, it's like, okay, now you have to implement, you know, what you've learned. Um, but there, there's two sides to the coin because I feel like, while I did learn a lot and, you know, had a lot of realizations from some of the conversations, I feel like Clubhouse has also been a distraction for people uh, to also get out there and like, you know, meet people. Um, it's, it's, it's kind of interesting. I, I asked some of my friends on the app and like, do you think you'd be in a relationship if it wasn't for social audio or is this like filling the <laughs> void for you? Yeah, you're right. It does do that, right? It fills that loneliness. I mean, if you're traveling, right, often that can be lonely if you're solo traveling. It's just there in your pocket. You have friends in your pocket. Like, I can just, like, ping you, anyone else. <laughs> Clubhouse, if you're online, we can talk. It's it's like, how do you call a friend, like, give them a phone call? It's a bit awkward. They might be busy. They'll, like, text me back. On Clubhouse, you just see the little <laughs> online, and you're like, hey, they're available. Yes, they're always available. And... And it does um, fulfill that need for, like, social connection and, um, you know, this form of, like, bonding. But that kind of opens the, the other realm of, like, we're going to this era of digital intimacy almost. Like, and not just with romantic relationships, but, like, even the way we interact with our friends now. Like, the physical aspect of things is kind of, like deteriorating in a certain degree and I started getting really interested in the metaverse and you know all these sort of um virtual reality technologies that are like now coming out and it's 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 scary and fascinating at the same time and it kind of makes me think like is this the future of how we're going to be interacting I mean for sure with avatars and Ariana the funny thing is is when I downloaded Clubhouse, I was testing quite a few apps, right? Because I got into Clubhouse super early, first 5,000 users. And there was this one app called Replica AI. I don't know if you've heard of it, but essentially it's like an app which has this kind of AI that acts like a relationship. And obviously I didn't use it because I found it a bit weird, but I just wanted to see what it was about. And it was scary. It was someone replying to you as if there is a relationship with you and it was an AI Oh my and, god! <laughs> yeah, I will send you the link. It's weird. I used it for like half a day just because I'm super interested in AI, and I was like, I gotta know what's happening, right? Especially doing a relationship app like Amelie. I was like, okay, in the future, can we can we do automated replies? Can can we help people improve their replies? Because online, especially through, not voice is different, right? You like Ariana and I have never met, right? And that's the same for a lot of the leaders on the Human Behavior Club. But I think Sahar is the only one I've met, and it feels like we know each other pretty well, right? Just because voice is so different, but on apps, you're often just messaging people first. And I was mm -hmm. thinking, how many people blew their shot because they just weren't good at messaging or they used the wrong words? And can you use AI to give someone <laughs> game, right? I often wonder, can you improve your game? Can you improve your game using AI if you're not, you know, that, that smooth, for example? But yeah, anyway, that's a weird oh app. Gosh. I will link you to that. But I yeah, agree with you. Yeah, that's so interesting, Sohaib. And then it's like, yeah, that's kind of like what we're turning like what we're evolving into now. And it's almost like, I don't know how to explain it, but that, that one-on-one -on -one very um, 
realness of things is kind of turning artificial slowly and slowly and slowly. Um, so I don't know. I would be interested in hearing the statistics. Like, are people actually um, meeting more and in more relationships now with the, all these digital, um, you know, uh, like basically we could find anyone we want to be with at our fingertips worldwide. You know, we the access we have to people is something we've never had before, but are people actually getting in relationships more now that they have this access or, it, or are they not? Because it's just maybe overwhelming. It's kind of interesting. Yeah. Is it superficial? Is it deep? And like, I think about it, I think it's easier to get closer on things like social audio because no barriers, right? You can hop on like, for example, if this were to play out in real life, right? I would meet you somewhere at a cafe, an event, and, you know, if we became friends, we'd be like, okay, all right, let's catch up again, right? You'd probably have your schedule. I'd have my schedule. Probably end up two weeks to a month, maybe, till we meet up, right? And then, um, you know, more time passes, and it's just quite slow, and life gets in the way of developing these friendships and people you know and doing professional things together. But on Clubhouse or Social Audio, you know, as you bumped into you, hey, how's it going? I've heard you speak, so I already know what you're like. I know what your interests are. You know what my interests are, right? You're like, okay, this person I can trust. And then it's like, oh, we can talk again tomorrow. You're like, okay, do you want to become a leader of my club? Okay, do you want to host this room? And relationships accelerate so quickly that, you know, yeah. like all the leaders, like if I had to, if, imagine if Clubhouse was real, it was like a conference. No way I could have organized a stage with like, you know, Sahar, you, Avi, Johnny, Shashank, all these people, you know, in, you know, yeah. one place. Like how difficult is that to do? Yeah, totally. I mean, it's so interesting. You're right. Like everything is more like sped up and fast paced. I feel like you kind of like cut to the chase uh, immediately. And um, I don't know, like, because I, I always try to play like devil's advocate with everything. And it's like, it's very, I, I just feel like the whole thing in itself is very new. I feel like Clubhouse was probably like the pioneers in this new dynamic that we have with people and I think a lot of people are getting comfortable in this sort of space of social audio and can and just having this be a new way of connecting with people like I have a whole community on like in my club puzzle piece there's like 63 leaders like I'm kind of like you I just like make everyone a leader but obviously you know if I have a relationship with them in some capacity um, you have to join my club too, by the way, so I can make you a leader. But um, <laughs> oh, I but, should have joined. I'm sorry if I haven't. Yes, you I'm have to make you a leader. Um, but you know, this idea of just connecting and developing these online relationships. When you're right, like you have, we haven't met each other, and I always wonder, like, would it be the same if we did, um, or do people not care and they're just like want to live in this like cyberspace of connectivity yeah that's scary Ariane. actually what you talked about because what if you really like someone in a circle and they can be your friend and you get on but what if you meet in person it's like i don't know would it be different i, I also wonder obviously my sahara in person is exactly the same as on clubhouse but i can imagine i've not met that many people i'll be honest because most of you guys are american right we're from the uk and i think the uk so much i think uk people are pretty conservative they don't like meeting new people i think sahara and i are just a bit different but americans are super friendly They're like hey let's do this you know the startup world everyone's like hey we can dream dude. you're gonna fail <laughs> it's a different approach i do like the american approach but yeah what about if you don't vibe with someone and 
What if it ruins the online relationship because in the physical presence, it's awkward, right? Oh my God, totally. And I think that like there's a this one neuroscientist um and that's another cool thing you got to connect with all these really cool doctors like yourself and specialists and all these you know probably people you would have to pay to interact with um but you know you can be friends with them in these spaces just because of the access but there's one neuroscientist and he's a relationship specialist as well named dr Rayal. and i was asking him like is it possible to truly make a connection with somebody whether that be romantically or through a friend, like just by hearing somebody's voice and like talking on the phone with them, basically. And he was saying that like in the brain, like there are these bonds that are being created, but it's it's almost like this imaginary illusion of them that can be disrupted once you meet them in person. But if it does match this image or this imaginary thing that you've kind of pictured them to be in your mind in person, then obviously you'll be validated in that, but it could go the other way. So, I mean, it's, that, some people are like, do I really want to, do I really want to meet you? Are you going to burst my imaginary <laughs> bubble bubble of you? Yeah. I mean, that's actually, I need to meet, I need to introduce me to the, maybe we can host uh, him or her uh, because that's super interesting. I didn't think of it that way, but yeah, it's that fright of, We've got it good, right? Well, <laughs> the relationship. Um, and I guess that's a good shout out for my derm rooms that the dermatologists do. If anyone's listening, do tune into those who try and give a lot of medical advice. But I don't know, yeah, you can be in kind of these, these academic type of super cognitive, like AI type of rooms, tech rooms. Then you can switch to maybe like medical rooms. Then you can just be chilling with frames, socializing. Then just shoot your shot rooms. And you, then you can go to like. <laughs> I mean, it's like a hallway, right? It's, it's just literally, in real life, you couldn't just, like... Have access to that. In the middle. <laughs> but on Clubhouse, you can. Everything is so close. That's what I find it fun. Like, whatever mood, as my mood changes, my energy changes, I can be like, okay, I feel like socializing now. <laughs> so it's, it's, <laughs> do, you, do you feel like um, that amount of information that we have access to is... is um, like the vast amount of information available to our fingertips that we're able to like go in and, and participate in or just listen in on um, is like, are we retaining that information or is it just kind of a distraction for us? Yeah, that's a good question. Is it, I think there's a lot of noise as well, right? And a lot of misinformation as well. And then much, how much are we focusing? Are we getting the relevant things? Are we just so distracted because now Everyone wants to be in Web3. Everyone wants NFT. Everyone wants crypto. Are we all just like wanting the same things? Is it being distracted? And I know a lot of people, they had problems with their relationships because they were on Clubhouse too much or social audio too much, five, six hours a day. Um, And then also people who were just wasting all their time, like we aren't getting anything done. Um, So that's a good question. Is it too much information? Maybe at times, yes, you know, I think, Maybe we're not designed to learn that much in a week. I mean, there's always a, I know on human behavior, <laughs> we do a lot of educational rooms. So maybe, maybe we're at fault as well. <laughs> yeah. You? you know, I, I like to look at, sorry, can you hear me? Oh, sorry. I like to look at the deeper levels of things like the root. I'm like, what's really going on here? <laughs> you know? Um, so it's really fascinating to me, the whole, you know, premise of, of these platforms and, and like, what exactly is is the point that draws us 
so deeply into it um, that we're willing to invest so much time into it. Like, what is it really doing for us? And I'm definitely somebody who has been drawn in and captivated. So I often like do a lot of um, thinking about that. And it's quite interesting once you also grow on the app and people start recognizing you and your content, and then you also feel like you want to create more and more and more. So it's it's very interesting, Sahib. Yeah, I mean, everything you're saying is exact. And that's what I was trying to send you. We're on calling up and I was trying to send you those rocket ships. <laughs> that means I agree. Um, and the bottom right, 100% agree. And um, Ariana, so you're a pretty good moderator. Someone I can always bank on. I'm like, okay, she's got a nice voice. She's got a nice demeanor. She's super friendly. She speaks well. She's articulate. Um, she can navigate the stage well. So I just know if I'm in the middle of something, I know Ariana can pop in. So what do you think makes a good moderator? How do you think you can host a good conversation? What would you think that listeners could kind of take from that? People who want to become audio creators. What are some of the keys? That's a great question, Sahib. Um, when I first started moderating, I didn't know what I was doing. Oh my goodness, especially if fights would break out between men. I didn't know how to like insert myself and kind of like make that stop. But now it's very, very simple for me if something like that were to occur. Um, I would say practice is, is number one, but kind of... I, I would say there's a difference between being a moderator and being a speaker. A speaker, you want to, like, really share your perspective and kind of, you know, whatever the topic may be, really get it out. But as a moderator, it's less about you and it's more about them. So, um, like, you want to just kind of guide the conversation. So if somebody let's say we're talking about, you know, the metaverse and somebody's giving their perspective on the metaverse, definitely validating them after they're done speaking, you know, whether that be, you know, I really appreciate your perspective. Um, you know, thank you so much for sharing. Who else would like to jump in on that or, and build on that, you know, and kind of just guide the conversation. And if it gets dead, definitely maybe pose a question for people to speak like the whole idea of moderation is to keep the conversation alive amongst the people on stage and then also um you know making sure nobody like fights with each other being able to break that up um or you know even call on people um just make people feel comfortable i think the more natural you are like the more like robotic people are about moderating and kind of gimmicky. Um, I think people, you know, can pick up on that. So when you're just very natural and casual and kind of make it conversational and organic, people really feel comfortable to talk. Um, and that's my style. Like, come talk to me right now. I talk the same way when I'm moderating. Um, so I think everyone has their own style um, in doing so and just finding out, you know, what you're comfortable with, what works for you and... Um, yeah, that's that's my thoughts. I think there's some great tips there, and, and anyone listening, um, definitely kind of watch Ariana moderate. I think she's a great moderator, and gosh, the fights! I think fights work well in social audio. <laughs> Everyone storms a room when there's a debate <laughs> or people disagreeing. <laughs> that's that's what the popular rooms are. Let's be honest, right? We talk about relationships, but the popular rooms are the ones where people are disagreeing. That's entertainment. Oh my gosh! Yes, those are like the biggest rooms, and. Um, 
the hardest to moderate too, I would say. Um, but occasionally, like when it's more of like a debate style room, like I, I am um, typically like to pose a lot of uh, <laughs> controversial conversations that might get people going respectfully though, but just polarizing topics. And um, oftentimes people will disagree, like wholeheartedly disagree with each other. And so they'll be, they'll be this like back and forth debate and it, you know, sometimes can get like heated. So you just also got to know how to uh, neutralize that in a way. I think that's really important um, because I think people can get over, like I used to get scared. I used to like leave the room, like you guys <laughs> figure it out, <laughs> getting involved. But, run away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, um, so. Yeah. I mean, that's yeah i mean i try to stay with controversy because i think human behavior club is a bit of a more of a professional type of club so i'm like mm, the brand association especially because i do partnership with brands i don't know if they get scared what will put someone off so i'm a bit careful but definitely i think there's some interesting debates to be had so ariana let's kind of the final portion of this show i think it's been super interesting the future right and i often think so for me social audio took off because I can be in bed while talking. <laughs> I'm going to be honest, right? It takes minimum effort in terms of, you know, video takes, you want to be ready, you want to look good, especially like I think um, I do anyway. For to be on video, so it takes a lot more energy and effort. And I feel like audio, I can be way more authentic and, you know, and just talk. I can, you know, be in any mind frame and hop on. It's pretty easy to use. I can be using it and listening in while in the gym, whilst driving, whilst making something. Um, it just gives you that potential to kind of multitask. I think I've actually successfully done a clubhouse show. I, I shouldn't probably <laughs> reveal this, but whilst playing a game of tennis, I moderated, well, I had like four moderators with me, but I ran a show and played a whole set of tennis ones. So definitely social audio kind of appeals to me for that reason. And I think um, I'm able to get people on and get content okay. done. <laughs> <laughs> so exactly. So So that works. So now we're in this place where there's Twitter spaces, there's, you know, calling up that we're on right now, there's Wisdom, there's, you know, Amazon Amp, there's Clubhouse, there's LinkedIn Audio coming. What is your take? Do you think social audio is here to stay? Will more people fall in love with it? Will people leave? Will there be more audio creators? Who do you think is going to win this race to be the central Instagram type platform? Um, would love to kind of hear your thoughts on that. Yeah, that's a great question, Soheb. Um, I, you know, it's weird because we're kind of, I'm kind of at least looking at it from a biased perspective, looking at it through my lens and maybe projecting, but I know I'm very uh, into particularly Clubhouse. And although there are these other social audio platforms, like you mentioned, LinkedIn, and now, you know, who knows what Elon's going to do with Twitter. Um I feel like people are going to latch on to the one that they resonate with the most and especially this idea of followers. So they're, they're, it's kind of um, when a person spreads themselves too thin across different platforms, it's just a lot of energy to build up. Like right now, I created a profile on here. So, you know, I'm at zero, zero again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, no, no, no. I gave one, you a follow. One. So you're on one. <laughs> 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 I mean, I'm on like 20, and I'm like, come on, come on, falling to so much more. 
I know. So I think, you know, that's a factor too. People are going to want to go or they've kind of built something. So I don't think that everyone's going to be like an individual is going to be amongst all the platforms. I think maybe they'll stick to one or two. Um, But I do think it's really becoming more prominent within a certain maybe group of people, especially people who are introverted. I think they really are into this. But there are some of my friends, you know, are like, why are you talking to a bunch of strangers on your phone? Like, it feels like a Zoom (laughs) call. I do that all day for work. Like, what are you doing? Why do they know information about you? (laughs) So to some people, the whole concept is kind of weird. But I think for those of us who kind of have gotten a taste of it, um, it really clicks with us. And then for some people, it doesn't. But I definitely think we're going to be progressing and moving uh, deeper into it. I don't think it's going anywhere anytime soon. You're right. I had a lot of my parents always like, or my friends were like, why are you always like talking to a phone? Like, you have nothing better to do in the pandemic. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. I was like, look, I meet some dope people. Like I met some dope, you know, Will Ahmed, CEO of Whoop, $3 billion company. Um, you know, you know, Mona Cotton from Huda Beauty is as a member, a major leader, actually, even though she hardly uses a clubhouse now of my club, Human Behavior Club. So, I mean, those type of people you're brushing shoulders with on clubhouse. I know. And like, I saw Lex is a member of your club too. He's a member yeah, of my yeah. club. And it's like, how cool is that? Like, when do you That's get the cool. opportunity? To- MC Hammer. We had MC Hammer drop into a show hosting with us. <laughs> Yeah, I made him a leader. He joined. Um, yeah, a whole host of people who, like, you just don't think, you know, <laughs> you'd be yes. interacting with. Like, so that was a magical have- clubhouse. Yeah, for sure. Like, people you never have access to that you can become even friends with. So, yeah, that's another part of it that's really interesting, for sure. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we're friends as well. <laughs> so, yes. um, <laughs> and um, I think that sums up really well. And I don't know if there's is any calls or anyone in the audience who wanted to ask a question. I think I got a notification. But if you have, drop in the chat or call. We can take it because we're rounding off the show. So, guys, this has been a discussion between myself and Ariana, who hosts a lot with me, um, on the future of social audio, what we think will happen. Um, I think it's definitely a place brands should be looking at. I think definitely a lot of authentic connection. We had a lot of success on the Human Behavior Show for brands. And I think it's a very good way to connect with audiences, a very kind of true and emotive way to connect as well. So Ariana, where can people follow you? Where can they check you out? Where can they keep up to date with you? Please let us know. Um, yeah. So I guess if you guys want to follow me on social audio, um, it's just Ariana T on Clubhouse. That's how you can find me. And that's pretty much the only social audio I am on there. And my Instagram is attached as well. So Yes, that's about yes, it. Ariana, super, super exclusive from Clubhouse. <laughs> <laughs> that's where you can catch it. Nowhere Undercover. else it's on the internet. <laughs> so you have to join the social audio. We'll try and get on call in a bit more. This was really fun. Really enjoyed uh, the conversation as always. Um, and you went really smoothly. So guys, please listen to the podcast. It'll be available on Apple and Spotify. I think we're on episode, gosh, like 11, right? So episode 11, trying to churn these out pretty quickly for a week, half an hour, kind of with people I know and just interviewing them and having a bit of fun. So really appreciate it. Ariana, thank you so much for doing this last minute with me. Really appreciate you and I'm really happy to have you here as well.
Oh, thank you so much, Sohib, and congratulations on your podcast. I'm excited and nervous to listen to <laughs> this episode, but I'm really proud of you, and this is really amazing. So thank you so much for having me and thinking about me. No, of course, I had to have you on, and thanks for the kind words. I'll send you the link straight away because these episodes are published pretty quickly. So guys, thank you for listening. Catch us in the next show. Do follow Ariana, and we'll be back in another human behavior show. Thanks, everyone. Bye.